Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I'm Mark Anthony, and this is Demolition News Radio, episode 108. In this episode, the training lag. This podcast is sponsored by WillowHire.com, the UK's leader in dust suppression equipment. Kick the dust into touch with our new, bigger and better all-in-one dust suppression units for hire. Call Willow on 01582 840045. I spent a large part of the day on a site in London with Robert Collard of R. Collard Limited last week. As a first-generation demolition man, Collard has forged his own path and marches to the beat of his own drum. And it's that independent train of thought that has helped establish his company as the undisputed UK leader in the field of demolition waste recycling. In fact, the very term waste is anathema to Robert Collard. While many of his peers view a demolition project in terms of putting a structure on the ground, Collard sees each project and each structure as a source of potentially valuable materials to be processed, cleaned and resold at a premium. It's fascinating to watch Collard as he walks around a site, despite the fact that we were surrounded by the remnants of four-storey buildings that are in the process of being demolished, and despite the presence of some very impressive and very large pieces of equipment, Collard's gaze is mostly downward. He's constantly scanning the ground. He regularly stoops to pick up small scraps of metal or short lengths of rebar, which he then deposits in the right pile or the right part of the site. Rob is always good company, and he's every inch the modern demolition man. With much of his company's turnover and income derived from the resale of reclaimed materials, he is now as much a commodities trader as he is a demolition man. And while many of us allied to this industry view Brexit as, variously, a massive political mistake, a long overdue reaction to intrusive European regulation, or a backlash against rampant and uncontrolled immigration, Collard eyes the political shift in more pragmatic terms. Some of the materials his company processes are sold for export into Europe. A good many of the workers employed at his Hampshire picking station are from Eastern Europe. To Robert Collard, Brexit is more than just a constant newspaper headline, more than an inconvenience of concern only to those within Westminster and Brussels. It's a decision and a political process that could impact directly upon his company's income. Like many of his peers, Collard says that his own education was lacking. He left school at 14 and has no formal qualifications. But he's smart, the sort of smart that only a career in demolition can produce. He thinks on his feet and is sharp and perceptive. He's erudite, possibly because of the number of TV interviews he's given during his other life as a racing driver. He's a vocal advocate for all that's good about the demolition business. And when he talks about training and the staffing challenges facing his and other demolition companies, it pays to listen. Demolition News Radio, putting your finger on the pulse of the industry. What I'm about to say may not sit well with some people, but as regular listeners will know, that's never stopped me in the past. For generations, the demolition industry has been the career of last resort for many men. And in this instance, I actually mean men. Demolition has been a refuge for the uneducated and the illiterate. A home for the troubled and the misplaced. One of the few places willing to offer gainful employment to those with a criminal record, no questions asked. And traditionally, that's been great. That's always been one of the demolition industry's unspoken benefits. 
the ability to take a man with little or no formal education and through a tried and tested system of training and a well-trodden career path, elevate that man through the industry ranks. In the right company and with the right support, a man who arrives on site barely able to drive a broom can progress to become a site supervisor, a contract manager. In fact, with dedication, support and time, there is no limit to where that man might end up. But does Demolition's reputation as a last chance saloon for the uneducated and the illiterate tally with the forward-thinking, health and safety-focused, environmentally astute and commodities-driven industry of today? Demolition News Radio, the independent voice of the global demolition industry. It sometimes pays to just stop and look at how far this industry has come in recent years. It's about 30 years since I last saw a wrecking ball deployed in anger on a UK demolition site. The high-reach excavator, a novelty less than a quarter of a century ago, is now the mainstay of most modern British demolition equipment fleets. When I walked onto the Arcolive site, my iPhone vibrated to let me know there was a strong and dedicated Wi-Fi connection available in the site office. The perimeter of the site was marked at regular intervals with dust, vibration and noise monitors that transmit their readings wirelessly and directly to the offices of the local council in a manner that transcends the wildest imaginings of George Orwell's 1984. The equipment on site features the extensive use of electronics, with advanced sensors monitoring and silently managing many key functions of the site's impressive collection of excavators, wheel loaders and articulated dump trucks. Although it's an odd thing to have noticed, the on-site toilet, which was spotlessly clean by the way, had a colour chart pinned to the wall above the urinals to help workers to monitor their hydration levels. And throughout our site visit and interview, Collard is constantly checking his mobile phone for incoming calls, texts and messages. Like many of his generation, he is very much hands-on. But technology allows him to manage his business from just about anywhere. While we're having a chat over a cup of tea, for the record, Rob Collard makes a mean brew, a trainer from an independent training company arrives to check on the progress of one of Collard's younger excavator operators. Ever affable, Collard engages the trainer in conversation, during which they discuss industry friends and acquaintances they have in common, and changes in rules and regulations governing training. The conversation then moves on to the challenges that the trainer faces when dealing with trainees that either cannot or who struggle to read or write. That conversation seems entirely at odds with the work going on all around us. The industry spends millions of pounds each year buying the latest equipment, purchasing the very latest technology, harnessing the best systems and solutions that demolition has to offer. It works alongside household name and blue chip construction companies. It deconstructs complex structures with all the care and caution with which they were built. And yet that industry, that increasingly advanced and dynamic industry, is still relying upon staff that, in many instances, can barely write their own name. Be sure to check out Demolition TV on YouTube, the only YouTube show dedicated to demolition. It would be easy to appoint blame for this lag, this disconnect between the rapid advances of the demolition industry and the continental drift speed of change within the industry's training arena. Question marks over the capabilities of the Construction Industry Training Board have been a source of discussion and consternation across the industry since I first sat behind a typewriter in a professional capacity. And it often appears that the National Demolition Training Group is rather more focused on turning a buck 
and it is to meeting the specific needs of an industry that's changing, advancing and improving at a faster rate than at any time in its history. But while neither the CITB nor the NDTG have covered themselves in glory in recent years, the fact is that the industry itself has embraced modernisation in every aspect except in the people it employs. It's continually failed to engage with the kind of intelligent and educated young people that the industry of today needs. It's missed countless opportunities to explain to those individuals that the demolition sector is a multidisciplined industry and that not everyone it employs is expected to wear a hard hat and work boots. It continually fails to demonstrate the industry's use of 3D animation, remotely controlled equipment, drone surveys and a whole host of other technology that might fire the imagination of young people seeking a tech-based career. And it's also fallen short in engaging with young people who share Robert Collard's passion for the environment and for protecting the planet's finite resources. In many ways, the demolition industry is more advanced than its larger cousin, construction. Its health and safety record is way better. Its waste minimisation is in a different league entirely. Indeed, if the bigwigs of the construction industry really want to understand resource efficiency and environmental care, they would do well to pay a visit to Robert Collard's yard. But when it comes to attracting, recruiting and retaining the kind of staff that this modern demolition industry requires, it's lagging behind. And all the while it's content to draw staff from the educational scrap heap or the prison gates, it will continue to do so. Thanks for listening. Demolition News Radio, dedicated to demolition.